And this Go. ball in the air, deep right center Go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. And Nolan drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by StravaCraft Coffee. Remember to use that promo code DNVR20 because, well, when you do that, you get 20% off your entire purchase of that CBD-infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life-altering StravaCraft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons, and it's podcast numero dos of the day where we are still pouring through the aftermath of the trade of Nolan Arenado, the press conference about the trade of Nolan Arenado. Uh, and now we're going to get to really the heart of the fan reaction to the trade of Nolan Arenado. Joining us in a little bit will be Michaela Perkins, who of course you all heard from earlier today, and Eric Weedham slash D-Line Co, who I'm sure will have plenty of impassioned thoughts that may reflect uh, many of your own. And of course, if you've got questions, you know, hit us up in the comment section, either here on Facebook, Twitter, or in the YouTube section. But Patrick, first, we do want to take a little bit because we're, we're going to work it up to a 10 and, and maybe this one might even go to 11. However, we're going to start a little bit more relaxed on this one and, and talk some news that isn't just about the Nolan Arenado thing for a second, because ultimately we do have to wonder, baseball? It's when, when's, when's baseball? When is it? When's baseball? When's baseball? baseball? Will baseball? All of those questions we need to figure out because it seems like the Major League Baseball Players Association and MLB itself, the teams and the commissioner, can't quite agree to things. And it becomes so very difficult because their collective bargaining agreement expires at the end of this season. So any kind of chess moves that are made this year could have impacts next year. So we're not talking about, hey, there's a pandemic going on and we want to get butts in seats. We want to do it in a safe way. We want players to be safe. We want to make sure owners aren't losing millions or billions of dollars. And yet really each side is just kind of concerned with themselves. So the uh, MLB proposed something that, you know, looks good. And I, I don't think it makes the players look great right now, but I do know that this will get sorted one way or another. And, and, and really the fact that the players declined, it just means we're going to have the normal season for as of right now, it could change again. It very well could change by the end of this podcast, but the players rejecting the, the recent proposal just means they're saying, no to that proposal, and yes to a normal 162-game season. Yeah, uh, this this is one of those things that's just like so, uh, how can you not? It's a, it's a macrocosm of the Rockies. How can these adults not get into a room and figure this stuff out? Who needs to knock their heads together and, and get them to be a little bit more reasonable here? And, you know, I, 
I'll, I'll be straight with you. I kind of thought the 154 game season proposal was pretty reasonable. Um, but I do understand why the players are going, man, we get pinched and squeezed every time there's an issue and, and let's just go ahead and do this thing. Uh, It'll look real bad if they show up to spring training and a bunch of people get sick, but, you know, other leagues have been doing their things. There have been some issues, but uh, it's getting at least better for a lot of the professional leagues, people that have money right now with the vaccine out there and the three or 4% of people that have it. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, uh, Henry asking, I don't think it, it's not feasible. Not every team will have every player vaccinated before the season starts. That's not feasible, but you can probably have quite a few of them. So, um, it does look like we're going to have normal start for spring training and baseball unless until we don't, until we don't, <laughs> I was just going to say right until they come out and go, Nope. Cause we've seen crazier stuff. The more things that have changed since last March, the more that they've been the same. Like it's, I mean, we, we've been doing this for a year now and we say, ah, things are going to get better maybe by May. And then it doesn't. And then we go, eh, 4th of July. guy. Hey, 4th of July, right? Am I right? 4th of July? Nope. End of the summer, it's skyrocketing. And then we get the holidays coming up. And here we are in the exact same spot. Yet, people are still going about their business, doing things, as you pointed out, Drew. NBA's been fine. And in, they're indoors, too. Let's keep, keep that in mind. NHL's been fine. NFL just played a whole season. And I, I think, you know, while... I understand that MLB wants to try to recoup some money that they've their owners have lost, and they they want to gain a, a slightly better control over the situation. I don't think the players can trust that MLB is going to do what's right in the best interest of all parties. Starting now, pretty much because they they've tried and again you're 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 Mr. Politics you know what these what are they like, these pork bills and all that stuff were oh, pork yeah. bill, and they try to slide some things in so one of the things hey we'll pay you for you know 162 but if the games get canceled we might not necessarily make them up which has implications for arbitration also there i think was some some spotty uh, worksmanship in in these negotiations or in this proposal for service time so you had guys who you know, maybe are, are not going to be a free agent when they thought they were going to be at least someone in the future for talking about young players. So it's not a, a simple thing. And, and, and we think it should be. I think the owners maybe are making it a little bit more complicated. And yeah. you know why? Because they're talking about billions of dollars. And the players are saying, hey, this is too complicated. We're worried about millions. And both of them are not going to look very good. Uh, well, our guy, Len, you know what? I'm going to cheers my, my Breck brew to you right now because you got to live in a, a nice world there for a little while longer than the rest of us. Night shift guy just woke up. Did the presser go as clunky as expected? Almost scared to check social media. If you haven't been on there, either go and, and plan to stay for hours or, or maybe just stay here with us for a little while because <clears throat> while we did have reactions to it earlier, with one of the people we're about to bring on too. We've got to get deeper into this thing from the fan perspective. So of course, uh, of course, you saw her earlier today, our director of social media here at DNVR, uh, huge baseball fan, slightly less huge Rockies fan these days. <laughs> Michaela Perkins. Hey, I still, I still got a Rocky shirt on. I haven't completely um, denounced them yet. So, you know, That's right. they'll always be my team, even though they make me upset. <laughs> Love it. 
<clears throat> and of course, we've got to bring in D-line parentheses Eric mm -hmm. for the cold hard truth. That's right. Uh, I'm also wearing a Rocky shirt. This is mine that says Colorado NLS participants. Uh, back to back yeah. to back to back to back to back to back to back. One day we're going to do it, guys. We're going to win that uh, division. <laughs> Until then, let's suck on those oranges. <laughs> Good job, they, everybody. They involved. did participate. I am looking uh, forward to the reissue, though, with two more backs on there. I think there's yeah, yeah. We every year, every year we have to do a sad re-release where we add backs. <laughs> Just brutal. Uh, so, Eric, so far, all of us have had a chance on this show a little bit to react to the Nolan Arenado mm. thing. And I just, you know, if anyone's got small children listening to the podcast, <laughs> this might be the time to skip forward a little bit. But I just, yeah, yeah. you've watched all this unfold from the beginning. You were going along with us live tweeting and, and doing the show earlier today. And just where, where are you at, man? Woo! <laughs> where am I at? Um, so when news of this started to break over the weekend, I was very perplexed, started off as perplexed. And then I delved into what I like to call ultra anger, where by my normal anger was not satisfying enough to my uh, brain. So I like ratcheted up a notch. And then not only that, I took it like as my personal mission to start littering the timeline with uh, anti-Jeff Breidich memes and anti-Rockies <laughs> memes and um, just- the Scorched earth tactics. Just real, just a lot of anger. And I find it to be very cathartic. Um, I like uh, just throw, like the greatest thing I personally think about Twitter is that it's just encapsulates emotions in a, in a moment, like nothing else can. It's the only thing we have that literally just records emotions. So you sort of like see how human beings are reacting to things. I would say without doing all of the research, it seems like people are angry. <laughs> hmm. I don't know, chat, does that track with how you've been feeling lately? Let us know in the comments, Eric, with some controversy here. So let us know which way you fall on that. Yeah, chat. it's funny though, cause like, you know, typically, well, I mean, I don't know. You, you just need, things need to be given time to uh, allow healing to take place. But I don't feel any less angry. Like, I somehow am getting angrier. I don't, I don't really, I think I may, like, implode into some sort of weird fan supernova. And then um, the only thing that can escape it is is love, as we learned in, uh, in or <laughs> Interstellar. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, and grab So I, I want to ask a question to the p panel here. Uh, anyone can jump in as they want, but that's been asked to me a couple of times now on like radio shows and stuff that I've done, which is what does this feel totally different? Because we've heard people do this thing before. Rockies fans go, I'm out. I'm done. I'm not going to be a Rockies fan anymore after the Matt Holiday trade, after the Larry Walker trade, after the Troy Tulowitzki trade. I think this feels different, but if so... Why? What is and and how long will it last? Do you do you think this will have long lasting impacts? Will fans stop buying stuff? Stop going to games because people are saying it, and and like you said, it it hasn't slowed down in the last couple of days. If anything, it's sped up. Right. Well, if you're asking me, like, I have never felt more resolute when it comes to needing to send a message to a front office and to an ownership group. Like I, this to me felt like very different because at least with um, 
the Matt Holiday trade. You know, we got prospects back that felt interesting and turned into Carlos Gonzalez, as it as it turned out. Um, <laughs> this just yeah. felt like um, like just throwing your hands up in the air um, and being unable to control any of this the situations that are underneath your roof. Like this just feels like total system failure for the Rockies. Like the the ownership group has just completely lost control. They clearly have no leverage. Um, Nolan Arenado was so despond so upset with them that it put the it somehow gave them no leverage in a trade that involved the best third baseman of all time. Like consider that. That's insane that you can not only not come out of it with a good player like, do we even get picks? Like, do, how, this doesn't even signal a rebuild. Like, what is this? I don't even. This is just literally taking the nicest thing you have in your house and just throwing it out on the lawn and being like, "It's it's probably the same in here." Like, it. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> you just bring a bunch of stuff in from outside, and you're like, "It's it's the same." What's the difference? Like, we're we're still gonna compete. I know we weren't able to compete when we had the greatest third baseman of all time, but what if we just brought a bunch of players in? Like, we just need guys that can wear the uniform and that's the end of the sentence like it just man to me it just it, it like i said like i just never felt so strongly like i wanted to scream in the face of an ownership group or an owner and a general manager and just want to be heard and for me like i very very earnestly and very legitimately do not plan on going to a single rockies game next year i, I i'll watch them um, and I'll listen to your fantastic analysis, of course. I mean, who could get away uh, from the two of you? Well, I mean, he's talking to me, Drew. <laughs> oh, right. Sure. That actually Thanks, makes sense. Um, Thanks, but I can't, I cannot, in my heart, like s- stomach the idea of giving even one more nickel to the Monforts. Like, it, it's like having a terrible government where you just pay huge taxes, and then in return, like the roads aren't paved. They sell your road for $50 million to like a, <laughs> a more popular country. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know so what to brutal. do, man. I just feel really upset about it. Like I, and so, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, obviously, uh, like I said, Twitter is where emotions are captured and it's time for a lot of tough talk right now. Um, so we'll see if, uh, if the lure of the, of the sun changes my mind, but just, it, I'm going to have a really hard time being able to separate the idea of, Rockies baseball and Dick Montfort um, tearing out my heart to save money um, when he doesn't need to do it. You know, like I'm going to have a really hard time getting past that and wanting to contribute to that cause again. Like I I don't want to fund things that hurt me, (laughs) if that makes sense. Mikhail, is that, is that kind of similar for you too, as far as Walker holiday too low, slightly, slightly different on, on, on how, those uh, transactions took place here? I think it's a little different for me just because, you know, um, obviously the Tulo trade was also mishandled, but, you know, when you talk about Walker and some of those other guys, um, I feel like those were more uh, just pure baseball decisions. And this one just feels personal to me. Um, And I think the way that it was handled makes it even worse. And I think, the fact that it was preventable is the hardest pill to swallow for this one. Um, You know, it didn't have to get to this point. If I was the owner of a baseball team that was in um, that had the best third baseman on their roster, I would have never ever let him go to another team 
And if the source of the problem was my general manager, I would have fired my general manager at this point. So I think this one hurts a little bit more than the others. You know, I love Larry Walker. I love Tulo. Um, but this one hurts a little more because it's personal. It could have been prevented and it was completely mishandled. So um, all of those things considered, this is definitely the hardest pill to swallow. I think I originally tweeted, you know, when news of this first broke, that aside from the 2007 World Series, that was the worst day of my life. Um, you know, it's it's a disaster, it's a dumpster fire, um, but the hardest thing out of all of it was that it was completely avoidable and they still managed to not avoid it. <laughs> With the trading of Larry Walker, you know, he was at the, at the end of his career essentially, and it was, you know, a sad end of the, end of his, end of the era, like she bombers essentially, and 37 years old, you, you understand it. Matt Holiday, still a great core there of players. They went back to the playoffs after he was traded in 2008. They went back in 2009, got cargo, again, big prospects. The closest thing would be to Tulo. You know, there was, I think, some hope with those prospects and those players coming in. But you could see there was this young group. You know, their, their prospects were ranked rather highly at the time. You saw David Dahl, Ryan Maltapia. Kyle Freeland at that point, Antonio Sensatello. So you had all, you had this infrastructure in place. And that's what you're talking about, Eric. You pay taxes and there needs to be this infrastructure in place and it's not there. And to Nathan's question about the Rockies way of doing things uh, and, and their farm system, it's struggling right now in a major, major way. So you don't tick off any boxes in trading away the best player the franchise has seen. You get back the worst crop of players you've ever gotten and you don't have anybody to replace that talent that you've lost. Yes, there are some good ball players that are gonna that are gonna move over to third base and whatnot, but overall you didn't just now replenish the system with the holes that you have. There are still gaping holes. And so Nathan, unfortunately the farm system it, it's not looking good right can, now. Can you imagine being the guy that has to be the next third baseman of the Colorado Rockies? That's <laughs> so horrible. Like, Shout how, out to Rymac. How you feeling, bud? How you doing? <laughs> well, we may, we'll see if we can get him back. It's been a while since we've had Rymac on the show. We'll see if we'll, oh we'll reach out. We'll see how he's feeling. Because, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, that is that is the best positive spin you can give on this kind of thing. It's like no one thought Trevor's story was going to be the replacement for Troy Tulowitzki that he ended up being. You know, Mac and, and Rogers do have the talent. And I'm, I know people don't believe in Rogers, but... He is the most talented prospect I've ever seen come through the Rockies system. As high as I've been on Tapia and Story, I was higher on Story than other guys at the time because I was comparing him to Clint Barmas and stuff. Like, that was literally, like, the best of those kinds of things, right? So, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not – I'm not – if you like symmetry, how about yeah. this for you? If you like symmetry, story, nobody saw who was coming. And you had, you know, Jose Reyes, Christian Adamas. You go, all right, he's the next guy in line. And out of nowhere, Trevor Story, two home runs on opening day. And the guys, you know, back end of the top 10 of the Rockies prospects, no one saw it coming. Well, we know Ryan McMahon. He's a guy that I think, think he's going to be an all-star this year uh, in 2021. But if you want to go for the symmetry, if you want to go for the story, Colton Welker is that guy. Colton well, Welker's the one that folks could very easily be sleeping on. Had a decent 2019. <laughs> he had a decent 2019. We, we didn't see him at the alternate site uh, as much as we would have liked. And you go, this could be the guy who, in his Major League debut, maybe he maybe it's a homer 
against the Dodgers on opening day, April 1st. That would be a great story. This is I, this is too cheery for me. I can't, I can't, follow, I can't follow you. Right. That. We have another. It's usually Drew. Drew's usually the one. We're, we've switched roles. Can I, we said that was something. That was an interesting. Like, what is the worst feeling about this to me? Like as I take even a step back beyond yeah. just the specifics of this, like unbelievably indefensible deal, is that. So, like, how do you build a team, right? Like, you either draft the players or you acquire the players, right? Like, and if you are a very lucky team, you are able to convince top players to come to your team whereby, and then you pay them a lot of money, right? So we didn't, we drafted, and, and or I don't know if we drafted, but we brought Nolan Arenado up mm. through our system, which is the one way to create players. And then when he got good, then we, like, then it, when we should be enjoying his peak, then we get rid of him so that somebody else can then pay him. But then we also can't convince good players to come here. So if we don't, we're not growing them and we're not paying that. Like, how do where we are they come in from? Where do they come from? How does this work for us? Where do the good baseball players come from? Chat? They're not coming from anywhere right now. <laughs> Except for this Welker guy who I can't wait to see. Better than Story well, I mean, and Arenado. <laughs> but I think that's like, I think that weighs into the overall disparity of the situation. Like the overwhelming feeling of negativity. Because, you know, sometimes when things like this happen, you have a bright spot to look at. We don't have that. You know, the things that we got, the, the assets we the things, the, the assets we got in return for Nolan are not good. We have the 29th ranked farm system in baseball for two second year in a row. Okay. In case you didn't know, there's 30 teams in major league baseball and we've got 29 out of 30. So second from last. And, you know, you look at some of the guys coming up through the farm system. Yeah. They've got some upside, but overall our farm system has been depleted. We weren't able to rebuild any part of it through the acquisitions we got from the Cardinals. Um, and we can't sign anyone because into Monfort were broke or um, no one wants to come play here. So um, it's a little difficult to be positive right now. And I think this is just all weighing in and it's all Other than that, at... though, how was the play? <laughs> <laughs> but am I wrong? Like, no. no, no. That's, that's that is why the calls for selling the team will continue to grow. And that's why I think the thing I'll be making them, by the way. That, that stood out why I said night the night that it happened, which was the essence of what you're saying here, Michaela, which is, and Eric, as you put it, if you can't afford to pay Nolan Arenado market value, what he's worth to be a future surefire Hall of Famer and maybe the best third baseman of all time, and to do it while wearing your uniform for his entire career, if that's on the table in front of you and you feel like you can't afford it then maybe you can't afford a baseball team yeah. you just like that's that's yeah. ridiculous and you pay him to go away and and you pay him to go away so is that the is that the solution when you say how would you fix the Colorado Rockies it would be you find a way to get Dick Momford and his brother to get rid of the team yeah someone yeah. new is is that the only solution they they have to get rid of Breidich, they have to get rid of Monfort, and they have to restructure the front office. Like Drew and I were talking about earlier, you need a president of baseball operations. There should be three key decision makers in that front office, 
it should be your GM, your president of baseball operations and your owner. Obviously the owner not having as much hands-on, you know, decision in the process in the decision-making, right. but they need to tear it. Like if they're going to tear down the team and they're going to rebuild, they also need to tear down the front office and rebuild the front office because the current front office is so ill-equipped to run this team. It is so mismanaged and it is literally an embarrassment to baseball. The fact that they are still employed. So, you know, they need to restructure if they need to get rid of Breitich. Monfort needs to sell. They need to bring in better baseball minds who are better equipped to run a team. And they need to hire a president of baseball operations. And then from that point forward, those people who are better equipped to run a team can decide what they want to do. If they want to rebuild, if they want to try a different route, I don't care, but I don't want Breitich or Monfort making any more decisions about this team. You just laid out a three-legged table, right? A three-legged table with the GM, team president, and the owner. And if two of those three people that aren't the owner say, look, Dick, we got to do things a slightly different way if we're going to win ball games or we're going to win a championship, whether that is tank or whatever, but we're both on the same page. We're the baseball guys. They're going to outrule and, and, and overrule Dick Monfort because there's two of them. But as it exists right now, there right. is not a team president. So what you have is maybe Jeff Breidich going, talking with his team of assistant GMs, uh, his analytic team, uh, singular. The analytic. Plural, the analytic. That's right, Eric. You've got to design a comic book for us for the Colorado Rockies analytic. Not oh. department, the analytic. You know, that's definitely a <laughs> superhero. So the one but, guy but who Jeff is Breidich, the analytic for the Colorado Jeff Rockies. Jeff Breidich gets the word from the analytic. <laughs> He gets it. But then he goes, okay, Dick, so here's what we all think that we should do. Well, Dick says, well, I'm 50%. You're 50%. Ty goes to the owner. Sorry, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to trade a once-in-a-generational player for my reasons. And you need one other person in there making a decision. Right. I agree. But this, like, I mean, really, this just, like, whatever whatever argument you find in the organization – like it just really comes down to the guy that makes all of the decisions. It just really comes down to Dick Monfort. Like, and I, I don't know how involved yes. his brother is. Like, um, much but, less these days. But the, the, I mean, all of what you're talking about the infrastructure, the yep. front office, the mm-hmm. this, the, the 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 strategy, the farm, mm-hmm. that all comes from that man. Like, and he's mm-hmm. just not. He he just doesn't have it. Like, he just doesn't have it. Like, he can he can own the team. I I really hope that this is like getting to him. Like, and he's sort of like understanding that there are consequences he's not just playing like fantasy football online and like it's you know like oh shoot we thought we'd win this year but we didn't like oh. <laughs> and, like what this actually means to people uh the, like the amount of time and effort that literally millions of people spend thinking about the thing that you are in stewardship of yeah um i just hope that gravity is like coming to him and it's like not it's not cool to toy with people's emotions. It's not cool to um, throw away hope, you know, like yeah. it's not okay to, for, especially for the sake of, um, you know, financial reasons that, you know, if you are an owner in this league, like that can't be something that you are having to face a, a decision for. Like you're saying, like, if you're, if you're not rich enough, like you just can't play, sorry. Like, I, I don't have right. to tell you, right? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately you chose to get involved in this, insi- this insane money sink, which is, major league baseball which is just so deeply broken when it comes to finances but like yo if you want to be if you want to play like you got to meet the minimum requirements and that's it otherwise uh, unfortunately like you're not losing like we're losing 
and we yeah. are not losers, sir. You, sir, are a loser. You can take that <laughs> uh, to wherever you want to go, but like, don't put that on me, man. So it's frustrating. And to get, again, like just to get no kernel of hope back from Nolan Arenado is just, it's unconscionable. Like, even if you only got one player back and it was a prospect you were interested in or somebody had heard of, <laughs> like our baseball people, for example, had heard of, like, right. that would be at least a little heartening. Like when, you know, when we got Carlos Gonzalez back, everyone was like, well, this is actually, you know, this is a player that's making noise over in Oakland. Like this feels like, you know, there's something that can happen um, that we can build upon. Like this is, there's no, nothing to build off of here. This is just a, a throwaway. So, goddamn, that's man. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, okay, couple. I do got to take care of a couple. Uh, uh, there was a comment here. First of all, just if you're allowed to be proud as a, a child to your parent, this comment from my mother: "Can we GameStop Monfort?" is like a career and life high for, for me. Like that's just amazing that like all of those worlds collided. Like this is the person who bought me Star Fox for the Super Nintendo from a Woolworths in Grand Junction. So like <laughs> that she's out here trying to GameStop Monford is just kind of a mind. Barbara mind is my hero. We love Barbara. <laughs> yeah, she's she, she is also my hero. Just so we know, just so that's my, clear. Out there. My mom texted me hashtag AMCU later. And I don't think she realizes it wasn't Twitter. It, uh, Mom, you're texting me. You're, you're, not, you're not Twittering. Um, but I did want to ask, though first I've got to make sure, because I, I know everyone's brains are fried here. Everyone's brains are fried, but you might want to get your brain a little bit of healing time, a little bit of exercise. It's good for your brain. You can do that over at MSU Denver Online. Seriously, give yourself something else to think about for a little bit. Take a class and... French poetry or the history of comic books or Victorian England or anything Sports that has management. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you go to Harvard for that one. <laughs> hey, but where you go, you brain know what? Surgery. I don't know if they offer brain surgery courses. They may have brain surgery <laughs> classes at MSU Denver online. You could be the next GM of the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> if you get your situation taken care of at msudenver.edu slash online. And right now, if you use the code DNVR Sports, they are waiving their fee uh, for the application, which I know is huge. I know when I was applying for colleges, a couple of times I've done that, um, <laughs> that it uh, sometimes that would be a, you know, a, a, would stop me from doing it. That it would be a barrier to doing it. So a free application, you've got nothing to lose. Head over to msudenver.edu slash online. Get your brain nice and sharp so that you can maybe even be, and, and this is what I wanted to ask you, Eric and Michaela, because you were kind of touching on it there. And our, our boss, Brandon Spano, uh, put out a video on Twitter today where he talked about kind of what you were saying there, but you won't hire the right people to win. You won't bring in the people who are competent professionals who know what they're doing or surround yourself with all the necessary people that even if you've got one that you don't have the team president, you don't have the whatever. And so it, does that seem like, you know, fundamentally it's just this organization has a, a fundamental lack of professionalism, I guess. Is that the way to put it? I think so. I mean, I have um, in my own life, I've encountered people that were connected to Major League Baseball through uh, significant others that were scouts, um, specifically like 
I knew a woman whose husband was a scout for the Seattle Mariners, and she lived in Denver. And she would say, like, when we were just kind of talking, that he would he would always talk about how the Rockies were so disconnected from the rest of Major League Baseball that they were essentially an island that nobody wanted to deal with and that uh, they just didn't have any respect for them. And it's like, it is this like weird sort of like um, outsider, country boy attitude. Like, we don't, we don't deal with you big slick city slickers. Like, you know, like we're, we're homegrown Colorado Rockies. And it's just, it's, it's absurd because you're working in the lattice of an infrastructure whereby you need to be able to have good relations with the other teams because then it's beneficial to everybody involved and business only works through um, partnerships. <laughs> and if you don't have partnerships in this league, like you can't do anything. Like people are more likely to want to make a deal that might aid you, even if it only kind of helps them, if they like you, <laughs> you know? And I, it's not that you have, you have to be chummy bummy with everybody, but like, the fact, like, when I heard Maybe that, not being outwardly contentious with yes. everybody. Yo, like, <laughs> and being one that, of the I worst like, communicators. We've heard yes, that yes. about that yep. Bridish, being yeah. very when poor that, like, Everything snapped into focus for me about this, the, about the franchise. I was like, oh, right. Yep, that makes sense. That checks out. Do, uh, McKay, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, when, when it comes to that, that kind of communication and, and being insular and and I get it, it. It's hard to trade within the division, but the one question I keep coming back to is: if you reach out to the Los Angeles Dodgers, do you get back a, a much better package? That even if you do go ahead and you're unsuccessful over the next couple seasons, you have a much better opportunity to move forward. I mean, yeah, you know, you can be playing Arenado 19 times a year, and that's going to be painful when he comes back. But is that actually better for your organization? Post Arenado era, do you make that deal with the Dodgers? No. <laughs> like I, I would, I would actually rather enrich the Dodgers if I also got some sort of ancillary benefit, as opposed to this, where it's we're not enriching the Dodgers, but it's not like the the Cardinals are some like little sleepy team that. Uh, <laughs> so maybe the Padres. You trade Aaron out to the Padres, and you go, yeah, knock the Dodgers off the podium. Vision. Like, uh, see him nineteen times a year. Michaela, can yeah. you handle that? Is that? Am I alone so on this? I mean, back. Oh, you're muted. <laughs> oh no. I forgot I muted myself, but um, yeah, I that's a tough one because, you know, we can play the hypothetical situation all day long. Um, you know, obviously it would suck having Nolan in the in the division and having to face him 19 times a year. Um, you know, I can see the argument for trading him to the Padres or the Dodgers who have, you know, stack farm systems and can provide a better return. But, you know, at the end of the day, like D-Line was saying, he went to the Cardinals. It's not like the Cardinals are a poverty franchise. The Cardinals have done a really good job of developing, drafting, and working with talent within their farm system. So, you know, I don't have any, like I've said it before and I'll say it again, I don't have any confidence in this front office. So whether presented with a choice to trade him to the Padres or trade him to the Cardinals, I'm not any more confident that this front office would have been able to get a higher return than what they got from the Cardinals. So if the choice is now between trading him in a division or trading him to the Cardinals, 
I would take the Cardinals because Lord knows what we would have gotten from the Padres if we would have decided to send them to the Padres or the Dodgers. I don't think it would have been any better than what we got from the Cardinals because I think our front office is that incompetent. So I'm glad he's at the Cardinals because at least we don't have to play him 19 times a year. It's such an interesting concept because I think with a different front office, you say, well, clearly the package from the Dodgers is could be phenomenal. If you have a different front office, the package of the Dodgers would be phenomenal. However, if you have that same different terrific front office, you're getting a much better deal from the Cardinals. And then we don't even have to have this discussion about, well, the Dodgers package would be better because it would have been even, even, even with Breidich and Monfort at the helm, it would have been better, but it would have been worse overall. Again, seeing Arenado all those times, your, your team might've come along a little bit quicker in the rebuild or whatever you want to call this. Um, but it's, uh, it, it's really a, a, almost a moot point because it's just, just been botched so, so bad. poorly. And, and they don't seem to think this is a rebuild. It, they seem very reticent to use that word. I, I will say, like, um, last night the Nuggets were supposed to play the Detroit Pistons, the T- Detroit Pistons who signed Jeremy Grant out from under us uh, in the offseason. Right. It was going to be right. the first time we faced him since the trade. And before the season started, Adam had circled this game as a big game uh, to sort of look for because that storyline was going to be interesting. And as we got to the game last night, you know, we were asking, you know, how is this going to feel? Like, are you going to be have animosity? And I was like, no, you know, and not really. And that's because the uh, the Nuggets are in a good place. Like, if the Nuggets were struggling, I would be really mad about it, right? And I'd like boo um, Grant with all my heart. It'd be a real big thing. But it's sort of like if you're able to be left in a good place and um, you know, payback being the ultimate, uh, whatever that, or doing well being the ultimate payback or whatever. Um, but just that thing where you have sort of moved on, like this feels like we're, we're not, go, we're just sliding backwards. And it seems like years before we'll even be able to get back to zero, right? Like, so th- I mean, this, is, this would be a lot different. If, if we traded the, to the Dodgers, we saw them 15 times a year, but we got like real pitchers back and we got like real players back that felt like, okay, you know, like maybe we don't have like the transcendent talent here, but we're at least able to field a much better team overall. Like I would feel a lot better about that, but I don't feel like we, we all we've done is lose ground at, at every level on this. So that, that, that's tough to swallow. Yep. <laughs> it sure is. That is, that is definitely the reality of the situation at this point. All right. So I wanted to ask uh, about, kind of the timeline of your future. And I'm, I'm really curious about this from Rockies fans. And for many reasons, not the least of which is I am wondering, you know, how are we going to plan out some some podcast stuff? <laughs> but it is it is funny because it's like, what is the timeline, do you think, for, you know, the day when, because you had talked about, you, you'll probably watch some games. You know, you're not going to go to any, but you're going to watch some. When comes the day where you do start wondering about, okay, how does Ryan McMahon look at third base? What does the lineup look like? Who are the guys on these teams? When comes the day when you start thinking about the baseball on the field? And then the other part of that is, what's the day, what's the timeline that you watch Nolan Arenado play for the St. Louis Cardinals? Are you watching his first game? Are you not doing it? Is it going to take years, months, weeks? The first one, Eric, why don't you go ahead and start, man? All right. So am I muted? No, you're okay. So I will never watch him play for the Cardinals. Never once, not one time. Um, 
I don't, because I, I don't know if he's going to stay at the, with the Cardinals past this year. He could still opt out and not be a Cardinal, you know? Like, when they're playing the Rockies, are you just hiding just, in a bunker? I mean, listen, like, it's already torturous to go to a St. Louis Cardinals, Colorado Rockies game. That's true. That is a, good, that's a fair point. To begin with, like, so point. I won't have any problem staying away from that game when it's at the stadium. Um, and, you know, the thing about baseball is that you can skip a few days there'll be another game on in a few more days like right i i beautiful me, game isn't it oh, yes I love it. it's just oh, it's it's too it's too painful it's I, I i want no part of that um but like when will i start to evaluate and like i listen i will watch the games i will see if somehow um jeff breidich knew more than all of us and he really did get a good return and somehow the product on the field is not suffering like Okay, I'll I'll eat crow at that point, and I'll I'll come back and, and and watch. But like, if it feel if it turns out to be what it seems like it's going to be, like, I'm not going to support it. <laughs> like, I've got to monitor it absolutely, but I'm not going to support it um, until I feel like there is a reason to do so. Meaning that the, the franchise is is moving in a forward direction. Um, and if we're just continuing to slide backwards, like, no, man, like. <laughs> No, like not necessarily a fan of the Colorado Rockies, more of a monitor of the Colorado <laughs> yeah, dude, Rockies. I'm serious, like, I, I really like, uh, you know, like I really love baseball. I've been a fan of baseball my, my, baseball my whole life. It was a really big deal when Colorado got a team. Obviously, like I was a huge card kid. Um, I would keep score at all the games. Uh, baseball's, you know, probably one of the games that I've played the best, um, and just to see like what it's turned into here it's like it's just so sad and it's like the city of denver doesn't deserve so much of like what's happened like just right you know people it this place is is treated like playing here would make you a baseball pariah you know like nobody should want to come here uh the altitude is one thing but um you know that the ownership and the the reputation that it holds across the league has a lot to do with that as well. Um, and it's just like, come on, man, like this is a proud city and we have really great things uh, that take place here. And for the Rockies to be such a, a national laughing stock at this exact moment of time, is just unacceptable. Yeah. I'll be watching his first at bat. I was going to say, I, I will. I, I, mean, I, again, knew you, I knew, I knew your answer was to that. I love it though. Give and it's going to be painful. I want to hear Max. I'm very I want to, I want to see him, you know, hit a home run in his first at bat to like totally cement, you know, the, the, the fan base behind him in St. Louis. And then I'm going to go, and then I'm going to shout some expletives and I'll be really disappointed. I mean, it hasn't really sunk in yet, but every time I keep thinking about, you know, looking at third base and seeing somebody other than Nolan Arenado there on opening day and all those plays that are just you know the phenomenal plays that he makes all the time and how some of the simple ones are going to be booted by whoever is going to take up his spot just because that happens and and Nolan doesn't really do that so you know I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on Arenado but like Eric said you know you can kind of look away for a little bit and and come back but it it it's gonna hurt for a while it'll it'll hurt but I, I want to see him do well in red yeah I I kind of have the same thought process as Patrick does, you know, I, <sighs> above anything else, I'm a baseball fan and I love the sport of baseball and I truly appreciate what it is and what it has to offer. So, you know, I've been really angry and I've been really upset. I'm sure that's come across on 
the past two podcasts that I've appeared on. But, you know, after today, I'm just going to give myself a moment to just sit back and just digest this and then move on because there's nothing about it at this point. Done. He's already on the Cardinals roster. It's, there's literally nothing we can do. So, you know, I, I want to watch Nolan succeed and I want to watch him do well because I think he's a great person and a great player. There's also a little bit of a selfish motivation for me to want to watch him because I'm tired of people trying to discount his talent for being what it is because he plays at Coors Field. And I want the, him to shut them up because now there's no excuse. Like if he can perform as a Cardinal and he can do well in St. Louis, then there goes everyone's argument against him because, oh, it's Coors. Like, oh, his betting average is so high because he plays at Coors. Like I'm tired of it. I don't want to hear it anymore. So I hope he does well as a Cardinal because I'm tired of those people trying to discount the amazing talent that he is as a baseball player. So I will watch and I will support him. Even though he's not wearing Rockies purple, it's going to suck and it's going to hurt me. And it does hurt. It's I'm honestly upset about it. And I, I told that to you guys earlier that it's, it's frustrating that I'm a fan of a team that cares so little about the people who support them. But, you know, I'm just, I'm rooting for Nolan. I hope he does well. I hope he sticks it to those haters and shuts them up for good because I think he is a generational talent. Um, and, you know, I will watch him and I will support him, you know, as far as <clears throat> caring about the product that's on the field for the Rockies, like I'm always going to care. Like I, you know, I, you can call me crazy. You can call me an addict, like whatever you want to call me. But, you know, I am born and raised a Rockies fan and I can hate the front office until the day that I die. But the front office has nothing to do with the players that are still on the roster. I mean, not that, not in that way, but like the players that are on the roster had nothing to do with the decision to trade Nolan. And so, you know, I believe in supporting those people. I believe in supporting those players. And, you know, if we all throw in our hat and we all say, I'm done with this team, whatever, like that's going to do nothing but hurt us in the long run, because then, you know, maybe the team gets moved way down the road. If we all start supporting them and Montford's still the owner, I just don't want to go down that path. I will always love baseball. I will always love the Rockies. I'm going to support the Rockies. I'm not going to support Breidich. I'm not going to support Monfort. I'm probably not going to go to as many baseball games if we're allowed to that I normally would have. But, you know, um, it's a sad situation, but it's out of our control. So my my feeling on that, like he might move the team. It's like, okay, move the team. Like you don't think somebody else wants to come right in behind you and bring a team here where you don't even have to have a competitive baseball team. You can be in the top five of attendance. Like, okay, take your team. Like, go ruin some other city. Like, let's have somebody completely fresh come in. They can use the building that the taxpayers uh, paid for that is gorgeous and the only reason that people come. Like, go, beat it, like, or sell. Like, we just don't want you part of this anymore. You've had your chance and you've shown what you can do and you can't do it, man. You can't do it. Um, You know, I'm sure that you're a nice guy. I bet you're a great grandpa. Bet uh, you tell a bunch of funny jokes uh, when you're drinking at the bar with all your buds. Um, but you got to beat it, man. Like, you just got to get out of here. Uh, so The best of his legacy at this point is going to be the rejuvenation of Lodo, and that's it. That's that it. Is, that, is, that is what he has done as, a, as an owner of a baseball team. <laughs> it's like, that's not really your, your primary job. And that's, I will say, I love Lodo. I mean, like. That's great. Actually, there's these um, there's these meditations you can do on Netflix. There's a great series of guided meditations that you can do on Netflix. And one of the very common things I've done guided meditation for a long time, actually. One of the very common things is, you know, find a place 
that feels comfortable in your mind and just kind of close your eyes and go there. And it's a lot of different places for me and sometimes it has been Coors Field. And there have been times where it's just kind of been the general atmosphere of Lodo over the last 10 years of the people in that area and the streets. Cause you know, before, cause Eric yep. knows, cause he, knows, <laughs> yeah. he remembers before that when his warehouses and lot of, lot of, gangsters and people yeah, would look lot, at my lot, parents lot like, you're taking your crimes. children where? <laughs> <laughs> you're doing what? Uh, but there, there really is a special atmosphere there, there. So it's like, that's it. That's, that's your legacy now. There's no, there's no way out from underneath Which is this. a perfectly fine legacy. Like, yeah, that's kind so, of. So call it quits it and is. move on, yeah, right? Like, call, it's, like not, it's like John Elway. Like, he won Super Bowls, like, and he hit the high. Build McGregor like, Square and go off It's just been going downhill. That. Like, yeah. time to get out. Like, let's save a little face here where you can at least look at it, and we can maybe in, in, in you know, uh, when you pass on from this earth, like, we can have positive feelings about what you've created. But, like... You are like I've just never seen a person enrage a larger amount of people outside of maybe our former president, like in one fell swoop, like that. Just I've wouldn't... seen a couple. Yeah, so... <laughs> maybe just outside of politics in general. <laughs> I, I, I do find it interesting that his legacy, as you guys said, will be as a realtor than as a baseball yes. owner. But but Eric, you know this those might make you feel better. He can't move the team right now. Uh, it was only a couple of years ago he did sign a yep. new 30-year lease to stay at Coors Field. And part of that lease was to get the land of which he built McGregor Square. So he's tied in. So yeah. if the two options are move the team or sell the team, you have to sell the team. Sell, sell the team. The team man. Sell that team. We got to let him know. Right. People of Denver, let that man know you want him to sell the team. Like, <laughs> did the only thing that, in, it, that, it, that inspires movement and change is discomfort. That's the only thing. Like, people don't lose weight until they feel bad about themselves. Like, people don't, uh, <laughs> like, you don't move your hand until you hit something sharp and then you move it the other way. Like, it can't just be like, well, you know, I hope I hope everyone just understands. Like, this guy just needs to be made a clown all over town. Like, he needs to be painful for him to own the Rockies. So, and, and that yeah, just means at the same time, like, <laughs> at the same time, though, like, I don't see selling the team as the only path to success. Like, the path that they're on right now goes nowhere but down. So they can't continue on this path. But I think, you know, if at the end of the day, Monfort is so dead set on continuing to own this team that he will never sell. Like, let's just play this situation out, right? He is 100% going to be the owner until he dies. Let's just say that, right? right. I think, you know, okay, fine. You're going to be the owner until you die. But it's going to take him taking a back seat in baseball decisions doing nothing but being like a ominous figure from far away, hiring a new general manager and hiring a president of baseball operations who, like Patrick said earlier, overweighs, overrules, makes the decisions for him so that he is just like happy in a retirement home, like miles and miles away from Coors Field. So I think there's success that if he ends up not selling the team that can be had, but it's going to take him realizing that he is doing nothing but hurting the team that he's owning and deciding to but, leave all the baseball decisions to people who are qualified to make them. 
the, the problem therein lies is that he is the one that decides if those people are competent or not. He hires those people. Like, he doesn't know what it looks like. He thought that Jeff Breidich was competent. He thought he was doing that. Like, he thinks, like, he has this, like, group of little cronies that are in his world baseball guys that are not. Like, he doesn't have connections to the people that are, ba- like, he couldn't get Theo Epstein on the phone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not... It's not just like, oh, you know, we'll just like that. Well, Kayla and I actually figured out they don't know that they can call people at all. They don't know that the phone yeah. goes both ways. We actually figured that out. They have, they have, they have, that phone works. No Hopefully Theo doesn't have caller ID because that's the only way he's going to pick up the phone. <laughs> but right, Eric, I mean, I, know, I, mean I, under, I understand that, but go ahead, Patrick. Eric, I know those um, uh, Rob. Uh, oh, my God. What's the NFL commissioner? I was thinking, I can't stop thinking about Rob Manfred, Mom, Rob Roger. Manfred. Roger Goodell. Uh, but Roger Goodell, of course, um, those those ones of him with a clown nose and, yes, and a rainbow clown. colored wig. Yes. I don't know. You might have a little D line. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, like, there, there is something to, idea there. Like, just the, 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 the notion of public shaming that is more <laughs> effective than you'd want it to be. So look That's, for the D-line <laughs> sell the team shirt that you can oh, all wear oh, yes. to the games. Oh, yes. Like, People are begging is, me to put out sell the team shirts. I'm, I, I'm I sure. I for so long. I was going to say, I'm sure that's on the way. I wanted to ask you one last question. It was kind of along the lines of, of something that came up earlier. And since Nate sort of touched on it in, in the comments here, I wanted to ask you, better or worse feeling, like physically inside your body, if Nolan Arenado wins an MVP award in a World Series next year, you feel good about that, or do you feel terrible about that? <laughs> I love Air. I love Nolan. I love Nolan, and I don't. I don't fault him for any of this. So, because um, that's I, very much on the table. Let's also understand that. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like that is I would very like, much on the I table. I would like to see that. I don't. You know, I don't want to like. I don't know. <laughs> You're talking about That's a like, tough incredibly complex human emotion here. That is right. Like, what will like, that day feel like? I don't know either. I don't. I, have to, no idea. I don't have like, an answer. To I might. I might detest it. I might like pretend I've never known him. I might embrace it. I, I have no clue. Um, I know that it will be a um, absolute salad of emotions. <laughs> so, Ooh, salad of emotions. Salad of emotions. Either that's a t-shirt or that's a new menu item at the DNVR bar. Yeah, but Rocky's salad of emotions is just uh, iceberg lettuce, uh, caramel or cracker jacks, and uh, ranch dressing. Let's go. <laughs> I think oh, I would. Man. Obviously, like, as I said before, I'm completely pro Nolan. So I hope he wins the World Series ring. I hope he wins MVP because he deserves it. And he's worked really hard in his career to be as successful as he is. Um, You know, it's not his fault that he's not on the Rockies roster anymore. Obviously, that that blame blame lies solely with Breidich and the ownership. So, um, yeah, I hope he wins the World Series because there's nothing worse than, you know, having a generational player on your team and not getting to that, like, that point of your career. Like I watched, you know, Larry Fitzgerald spend his entire career on the Arizona Cardinals roster and have not won a ring. And like, that sucks. Like that's really hard to digest. Like same with Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey didn't win a ring with the Broncos and that's really hard. So I would never wish that for Nolan. Um, And I think he has earned that right to be on a team that is in a contention for a World Series title. And I hope that he wins MVP and I hope he is successful. And I hope 
he makes the Rockies regret every single day the way that he treated the way that they treated him and the decision to let him go. Very disrespectful over there. Very dis. If I can answer the question really quick, because as you guys were bringing it into focus for me, I think I figured out. I'll feel very happy for Nolan Arenado. I'll feel incredibly, incredibly angry at all of the people who are writing about Nolan Arenado winning the MVP in the World Series and the narrative that comes along with him uh, having been a better player. And I, I hope Michaela's right that it, it puts to bed some of that narrative. But my history with Dexter Fowler and Matt Holliday and Larry Walker and Juan Pierre and uh, Troy Tulowitzki and uh, any number of other people DJ have suggested LeMahieu. DJ LeMayhew most recently, obviously, of, of guys who've been really good ball players after they've left. And David Dahl. <laughs> well, I, uh, yep. I'd, be, I'd be very happy for, for him, you know, if he won an MVP, if the Cardinals yeah. won a World Series. I think, I think in either of those scenarios, even if only one of them happens, I feel bad for the remaining Rockies. I feel bad for the guys that mm. got left behind. It's almost, you know, it's not an ex-girlfriend, but it might be, you know, someone you went to summer camp with and you date and then you part ways. And it's like, you didn't really break up. It just, it just ended amicably was whatever. And then the next thing you know, you look and you're like, oh, whoa, what, what has happened here? That <laughs> you just feel bad. You're right. like, oh, I could have had that. I, I don't know. And it's just, it would be so painful. There's an entire 40-man roster of guys, essentially, that you just go, oh, oh okay, hey, Nolan, I, I used to know him. Here are the, here are the pictures. See, we used to, we used to be teammates. Here, here's him giving me a high five. Yep, he's the MVP. That's the guy. <laughs> have you guys, have you guys let your brain go to this place where you're like, Oh God! Nolan Arenado is probably not going to be wearing a Colorado Rockies hat in the Hall of Fame. That was my. Oh yeah. I'm yep. going to say that was my fourth thought. Like yep. that is. <laughs> What's the percentages? What's the oh, breakdown? See, he's going in where unless I mean people unless think he, he might take that op, the the, the yeah. opt out and go to the Dodgers or whatever. He's going in. I'll say it now. There's a 90 percent chance he goes into the Hall of Fame wearing a St. Louis Cardinals hat. Oh, oh I all right. God. Here's here's how I break it down uh. because we've we've seen a lot of guys in the latter half of their career not put up the same numbers because Nolan has put up major numbers and he's been healthy throughout the entirety of his career. And I think you know that's that, that's that's his bread and butter. That's his prime. So I think there's a 40 percent chance he goes in with the Cardinals. There's a 40% chance he goes in as a Rocky, and then a 20% chance he goes in with the MLB logo on. He, he doesn't go in either. So there's still a, a 60% chance he does not go in as a Rocky. But I, I think those odds are pretty good, the 40%, only because there you go. even if he like wins that. a World Series, you know, what does he have to do? He's got to do a these, lot. What are these, where are these percentages coming from? <laughs> 80% of statistics are made up. What are these? Patrick and I do this for a living, bro. 40, 40, 20. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it's a legitimate question because, you know, obviously the Rockies developed him. He came up through the Rockies system. He spent, you know, I don't know how long he plans on playing baseball for, but a close to maybe half of his career here. And then look at how they treated him. Like, why would he go in as a Rocky? You know, I mean, of course that, you know, he was a part of an organization for a certain amount of time, but like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a jaded human being, but I wouldn't reward that behavior by putting a Rockies logo on my on my helmet or my hat in the oh, Hall dude. of Fame. Like, br to me, what Breidich has done is unforgivable. Okay. I mean, you know, we're never going to know the full extent to what that relationship, how badly it's deteriorated, and to how much like he has truly 
made Nolan mad. But to me, if I was in Nolan's spot, putting a Rockies logo on my hat would be like rewarding that horrendous behavior that Bryce displayed. And I just, I couldn't bring myself to do it. And I don't think he owes, he doesn't own the Rockies organization anything. Like they, they treated him so horribly to the point that he felt he was in a box and had no one, nothing left to do but request a trade. So I don't know why he would go into the hall with the Rockies logo on his hat. And that's really, really infuriating. But again, if that does happen, that's nobody's fault but Brian and Jamar. Oh, of course, of course. But this is just the ending. This is just how it ends. It ends awful, awfully. But you know what? You, 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 Breidich said it where he's like, oh, man, I've known Nolan for a decade, and I know his family and all this. So there's still all these great he's, memories. And, Nolan's you know, time heals all wounds. Time time will heal all that. He'll get past it, and then he'll go, ah, oh, you know, I did have some really good times. That's where I established myself. Oh, yeah. So right now, yeah, those sounds, wounds yeah, are look, really deep. That sounds like 40%. Uh, but I mean, is, like. <laughs> that's the 40. Thank you. This, this, I mean, this, oh, go ahead, Dick. Someone in the chat said it. It's the I I would compare Nolan's situation to Peyton Manning's situation, yes, right? I was just Peyton say. Manning Peyton Manning spent a majority of his career with the Colts. He won a Super Bowl with the Colts. He won a bunch of accolades and awards with the Colts. And then when he had his neck surgery and he had his injury problems, and the Colts treated him like shit, and yep. he ended up with the Broncos. Guess I I bet you any money amount of money he goes into the Hall of Fame as a Bronco because. The Broncos gave him a chance. He still lives in Denver. He still is a part of the Denver community. Like his kids go to school in Denver. Like, and that, but that is because the Colts treated him like crap. And guess what the Rockies did to Nolan? So if Peyton Manning, one of the best players in the history of football, is going into the hall as a Bronco after the because he joined that team after his he was treated so bad by the Colts. What's going to stop Nolan from doing the same thing? Really, really chipping away at this old forty percent. Maybe we can, um, <laughs> maybe we can uh, put a, a sad statue of Nolan out in front of Coors Field, like the Colts right. did with Peyton Manning, and he, Nolan has to show up and be like, "Yay!" Like he can replace the the, the uh, statue of the fan out front. <laughs> Nolan on the hot corner. Just <laughs> Nolan with that that classic that everyone knows who's seen him yeah, play that yeah, classic yeah, yeah. face when he's looking out in the outfield like. And he's got, he just has to show up like, thanks, guys. Really appreciate this. This is so great. I mean, like this whole situation is just an astronomical failure. On, oh, God. Like, and it just reverberates for, for the rest of time. It's not like at some point it's like, I mean, I, I, I'm like, all right, how can we? So maybe Monfort sells the team this offseason. Because we because of a T-shirt that I put out that's uh, very very biting. And so far, then... there's there's a ninety percent chance this comes true. <laughs> okay. If you want to know, so <laughs> you were worried. And then Nolan Arenado opts out of his contract with St. Louis, re-signs with the Colorado Rockies, now owned by Jeff Bezos, and <laughs> it's a beautiful reunion. Thirteen. There's not a dry chance. eye in the seats. Uh, he hits a, the cycle on his first day. Oh my God. I can't believe this. It's going to be amazing. So, 90% chance that happens. Since we're, since if you're, Eric, if you do want a glimmer of hope, our guy Nathaniel Sunshine is not wrong in the comments here when he says Larry Walker had a very less than desirable ending with the Rockies. And not only that, I have it on good authority. In fact, I wrote a story uh, long before the Rockies retired Larry Walker's number with some inside sources and uh, a very brief. Not conversation, but interaction with number 33 <laughs> himself. <laughs> uh, that, uh, yeah, things weren't 
up until that moment, they had not retired his number yet. And, you know, frankly, I have it on pretty solid authority that he <laughs> would have liked to have that number retired. <laughs> Why the hell wouldn't you? That's pretty disrespectful to not have his Dude, number retired. That's what these, what like, are you doing? These Denver teams that don't have strong ownership, like the Nuggets went for, uh, like, 30 years before they retired like Alex English's number. They <laughs> retired all these numbers like three years ago. Like they came in like, hey, hey sorry. So was, but was, were the Montforts the owners when uh, Larry Walker was here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> let's certainly well, derail I mean, what I was about to that, say. So. <laughs> what I was going to try to say there was that I know that position wasn't the best. And I know Larry Walker had very specific problems, and I know what some of those specific problems were with the organization, and particularly with Dick Monfort, and yet he's going into the hall wearing that CR. So I got Patrick's 40%, 40% bro. I got you. Baby. All right. I want to push that, baby. 41. 41 it just went up. Sorry. 41. I'll take the under. How about that? <laughs> So head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. No, we've yeah. done our ad reads today, but that was just so so good. So Kayla takes the fifty nine percent chance that it won't happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Um. All right. Final thoughts, feelings, again, desires. I know it's just it's it's share time. It's it, it it's it's the circle of, say, of sanctuary here. Everything is okay to say out loud. I gotta say, I feel uh, quite a bit better. Uh, I've been. Uh, bottling these emotions and sending them out, parceling them out 240 characters at a time, <laughs> poisoning the Twitter timeline. And it didn't bring me the uh, mental calmness that I, that I was searching for. But you know what? Talking with some good friends, some learned baseball folk like yourself, and some what should be professional statisticians, if I had any say in it, <laughs> really made me feel heartened. And that at the end of the day, isn't it all about the friends we made along the way? Never heard no. that before. Silence. Before I ask that, are, do you guys think of me as a friend or no? <laughs> before that. Oh, oh shit. no. Maybe what we should do is have everybody in the comments section and on Twitter on the show for five minute yeah, segments uh -huh. at yeah. a time. Yeah. Then, <laughs> th then people will feel better. Apparently, okay, if that's cool. what makes Rockies fans feel better. Just coming on this show. Yeah, yeah, Speed yeah. psychiatry. Uh, I'm down with it. I don't know. Michaela feeling any better or still? She's like, uh, I've been on the show twice today. and <laughs> No, it's interesting because like still I've gone through like right. I've gone through like different stages of like emotions, like like a post breakup, you know? You're like, going through grief. I've been yeah. through my really sad stage and I'm now morphing into my very mad stage. Wow. And then <laughs> I'll be able to kind of like get out of that mad stage and move into another stage of grief shortly. And it, of course, like talking it out oh, does feel man. better. Um, you know, I kind of went off a little bit earlier when uh, Drew and I recapped the press conference. Um, but I mean, it's just, I still can't like wrap my mind around the astronomical failure that is the Rockies front office. And, you know, <laughs> I guess to sum everything up, if you Rockies fans, if you want to boycott the team, I support you. If you still want to yeah. support the team, I support you. Don't let anybody tell you that your emotions surrounding this are invalid because I have never in my short 24 years of life seen anyone, anyone mishandle operating a team like I have Jeff Breidich and Dick Monfort. So Rockies fans, 
I support your emotions. Don't let anybody tell you that you're wrong because that was horrible. That was a mess. It's embarrassing. It's a slap in the face. Hashtag sell a team. Hashtag Friar Breitage. I'm out. <laughs> wow, that's a drop. Nice <laughs> drop. So we're, we're kind of seeing those five stages of grief. Yeah, so the phone is in her, in her laptop. She just has to smash it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, so Eric, I, I saw you shift stages because you now went to the bargaining stage where you go, oh, all right, hold on. Yep. Bezos is buying the Rockies. <laughs> Nolan opts out. I have about a 90% chance of that. Mikhail, yeah. that's what you're up for next. Then we got depression along. and acceptance, and yeah. you'll, you'll get it. We'll all get out of the spiral together. Uh, Michaela's about to uh, fall into a, a crumple of tears. Just She's still in the like, anger phase. Like, I know. We're about She's to get the sadness. I, I'm not looking forward to that. Maybe she's like, taking a day or two off. <laughs> I feel like I'm a curse because I was at the Diamondbacks and they traded Goldschmidt to the Cardinals. Ooh. Now I'm in Colorado where they traded Nolan to the Cardinals. So I feel like I should just hang it up and just go and move to St. Louis at this point because yeah. <laughs> they'll trade all their players to everyone else. I was gonna say the reverse is the curse, that's right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm mad. I'm just, the only thing I'm glad about is that St. Louis lost their football team. I'm glad you lost your football team, St. Louis. <laughs> Enjoy Nolan Arenado. Like I, said, I think half the people in our comments. I know there's right a lot of Cardinals fans. fans. <laughs> Enjoy not watching football ever. Even though our football sucks, we still have it. You don't even no, have an NBA team. Take <laughs> you that. You got nothing except for the player that is clearly so close to our hearts that it hurts us even to mention his name. He's now Voldemort. I don't even think uh, they have an MLS team. Yeah, they have one take that. I don't think they do. They do have they do have an XFL team though, so they're beating us there. The St. Louis uh, Battlehawks are, you know. But I will, they used to. I they will, lost that team too. They lost the whole league. Yeah, How yeah, did Michaela get to an XFL out. reference before either of us, Patrick? How did that just happen on this show? Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say though that the only thing that makes me feel mildly better is I've been to St. Louis and I would 10 times out of 10 rather live in Denver than I would in St. Louis. So yeah. at least we have that going for yeah, us. Yeah, your arch sucks. <laughs> That's all you got is a big metal piece of garbage. And we got, <laughs> got natural beauty. We've got reasonable You're talking about the World Series Championship? Summer. Isn't that what Rob Manfred called World Series Championship? A giant <laughs> yeah. metal piece of garbage. <laughs> That's all you have in St. Louis. It's a whole bunch of giant metal yeah, World Series Blues, whatever. <laughs> Oh, they got hockey ones too, don't they? Yeah. They got several pieces yeah. of metal. They got a lot of metal. I Kristen, feel, listening. Uh, I gotta say, I feel I feel bad for going to St. Louis just now. I'm uh, I'm in I'm in a lot of different stages of grief. I can't be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, okay. It's just right. unbelievable. I just there's no way to there's just no way to process it because it's just unbelievable. I. It truly is. I I was very prepared for the probability, if not the exact moment, that the Colorado Rockies were going to trade Nolan Arenado. I was not prepared for it to go down like this. And and it's funny because, uh, you know, we had been having discussions in the Discord. Patrick and I have been getting into it a little bit privately about, like, you know, is there a way they can turn a, a positive out of this and uh, you know there i think there was a possibility but all of that becomes moot and one of the reasons why i think a grand total of one person has tried to throw and i told you so down my throat is because even the people who were most on the opposite side of it of like this isn't going to go well for the rockies still still did not expect it to go this bad so even they can't say i told you so that's like 
That's like being like, if I'd have said, they're not going to play the World Series last year because of the pandemic. And then right before the World Series was supposed to start, aliens attacked and blew up where we were supposed to play the World Series. And I was like, told you so. It's like, this is so far outside the realm of what people thought was going to happen. Yeah. People, You can't pull an I told you so here. You can't predict maybe the worst move in the history of Major League Baseball is going to happen on a Friday night while you're trying to watch cartoons and hockey. Like, Nobody you can't... expects the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> they got... They got Vince McMahon and Monty Python references. I'm off my game, Patrick. They got them before we did. Started with Spinal Tap, so it was kind of brought all the way around. <laughs> Although those one are Americans it's pretending like that they're British. And, uh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, IAF. We wish the DNVR bar was further west, or at least there was a version out there for you to have a drink to. But we're happy with we're where working it is. on it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, for those of you that are local, come commiserate with us at a socially distant, safe, but still hello atmosphere. And if you can't get down there, well, then you can hang out with us on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lines, at Michaela E. Perkins, at D. Line Co. Be, be careful with that last one, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only if you want the full varnish truth must be 18 and older to follow the at D. Line Co. account. Very spicy takes coming from there, but still highly recommend. Plus, uh, you sometimes get little hints about uh, the next shirt that's coming out, and I will sometimes say you get that to give feedback. Yeah, be an early uh, dissenter. We're <laughs> all wearing D line today. I can't wait till we're all walking down the red carpet one day at the big DNVR party. Yeah. Who, who are you wearing? We're all like, <laughs> like D line. That you see that schlubby guy that's laughing at everything even if it's not a joke uh him <laughs> that's who He's we're wearing the style guru for <laughs> yeah. us you see that guy with mustard on his whole body that's he's the <laughs> one that's in charge of dressing us <laughs> oh so you you should despite all of that follow everyone on social media to hang out with us if you really want to get deep into the conversations you want the real real access you got to subscribe to the dnvr.com because when you do that you get a bunch of articles. Patrick, you want to mention? I think we got to throw out your. I know we're late in the show, but a lot of people just want dropped. to know. It just dropped uh, right when we were starting the podcast. An exclusive interview. I was able to talk with Josh Fuentes, you know, the one man who's probably has the most unique perspective in all of this. He's not just a teammate of Nolan Arenado, he's also his cousin. But that's not the breaking news, but his comments are, are what's breaking. Yeah, so so Patrick's got some exclusive comments from Josh Fuentes that you can only read if you subscribe to the DNVR.com. But when you do that, you also get to hang out with us in our private chat room and tell us all of your completely unbridled feelings about this team that won't get you kicked feelings. off of unbridled feelings. And they won't get you kicked off Twitter because it's on a private Discord chat where we're all hanging out. Let us know. We got the pro wrestling room where uh, Patrick was wondering, you know, if you had your opportunity to throw a few wrestling moves on a couple members of this Rockies front office, what might those moves be? We're having fun, despite the fact that we're all just living through this together. I think, like I said earlier, with and Matt, you get a free T-shirt, and you get a free T-shirt when you free subscribe. T-shirt, and we have, and we just dropped one for the Nuggets. Yeah, Mike. Oh, the yeah, Mike thing. One shortly for oh. the Avalanche. Yeah. To be TB scene. TBDBD. And after you get your free shirt, get your five dollar Nolan being Nolan shirt. Yeah, we got a bunch of your your early Hall of Fame shirt. Like again, we Eric's Eric's gonna go ahead and he'll drop a Todd Helton Hall of Fame one. But you know what? We don't know what year it's gonna actually happen. You know what? We do know Nolan's going to the Hall of Fame. There's a 
41% chance now he's going in as a member of the Rockies. Yep. So get that Ooh. Hall of Fame shirt 17, 18 years ahead of time for five oh, bucks. Man. Best investment you'll ever make. Think of that. Plus, it's the way to do exactly what your mind is having trouble doing right now, which is continue to support Nolan Arenado and have Rockies things, but not send any money to Dick Monfort <laughs> whatsoever. So that's a that's a get to have your cake and eat it too moment. So we really do uh, appreciate all of you hanging out with us through that. Yeah, get there in the Discord, subscribe, do all the good things. Uh, make sure that you're hanging out with us on a daily basis because we're going to continue to get through this as a community together, as I said earlier, the only thing that would be worse about this happening as it is, is all of us going through it alone. So we'll keep talking, we'll keep getting through it. We'll keep hanging out with all of you who will I'm sure keep being absolutely awesome. I promise you, we will continue to be absolutely Drew Griezmann, Patrick Lyons, Michaela Perkins, and Eric Weedham. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. Not me, I'm boycotting.